0: Welcome to everyone tonight, and especially if you are a guest with us this evening, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Father's Day. If you're watching us online, wherever you may be watching from, we pray that you are blessed by this service. we got several folks out of town and other places, so pray God's hand and blessings upon them. Matthew chapter 12. I know it's a it's a holiday and I know it's the beginning of summer but I just I just feel like God wants to do something here tonight. Not that he hasn't already been doing something I'm not saying that but I believe God wants to do a work in some lives in this place tonight. Matthew chapter twelve, verse number one. Matthew twelve and verse number one. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn. Man, that's a good place to go. I I love fresh corn on the cob. I don't know. Brother Yu's got a source this summer. I don't know where he got his source, but he's been leaving corn, fresh corn, by my office door. And I'm just going to tell you, if you like corn on the cob, if you've never eaten raw corn on the cob, go stand at the trash can, pull the husks off, brush it off, and eat. Let me tell you something. That is some eating. My, my, of course, if you put butter and salt on yours, I don't do that even with my cook, so I, I just like it as it is. God did a good job by himself. He don't need no help. He went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were and hungered. That, that corn there is probably not even our corn, so for one of you detailed, in-depth Bible scholars... Just let me think about it the way I think about corn. And his disciples were a hungered, probably a little bit hangry, and began to pluck the ears. Now, there it is, the ears of corn. Now, so I'm making a fool out of myself here. Too caught up with the corn. They, plucked the, they began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees, somebody say the Pharisees, that is the professional religious folks. They are the ones that have got religion down. When they saw it, they said unto him, Behold, your disciples do that which is not lawful on the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. want to preach to you tonight for a little bit on this subject, when hunger supersedes religion. When hunger supersedes religion. Father, your presence is in this place tonight. We have sung and declared tonight what we believe and who you are and what you do and You've already worked and moved in this place, but God, I believe there's more that you desire to do. I believe there are some individuals in this place tonight that you desire to speak a fresh word to. I pray, God, that there would be an anointing upon the hearer to hear and receive, that there be faith loosed in this sanctuary to be mixed with your word, that your word might profit us. I trust you tonight. I depend on you for your anointing, Lord. I acknowledge Without you, I can do nothing. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The Pharisees, the Pharisees knew the law. The Pharisees were experts on the law. Jesus said of them, they... They they pay tithes on their they pay tithes tithes on their herbs and their their spices. I mean, they 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 pay tithes on everything. They are very meticulous when it comes to knowing the law and keeping the law. They are very very religious, and so it was these very religious folks who. On the Sabbath day, knowing the laws with regards to the Sabbath and that no work is to be done on the Sabbath, they see Jesus' disciples making their way through the corn and begin to eat the corn. Now, I just gotta tell you right now, I don't, I never, I don't know how eating is work. I'm just gonna tell you that. But they see them doing what according to the law is not to be done. Can I tell you tonight, there are always, there are always, there are always expert religious spectators. There's always some really religious folks that know the law and, they know the right and the wrong. They they know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. They, they know it all and they are keeping their eyes to make sure that no one breaks the law. And part of the desire of making sure no one breaks the law is that you... It, it's really not about breaking the law. It's about doing something that would show me up. Because they were content to check off. The requirements of the law. They were content to do what was required and expected. And as long as they did what was required and expected, they could feel good about themselves. But when someone comes along who breaks out of the norm and the routine and begins to do something that presses the boundaries a little bit, they, something rises up within the religious. So they say to jesus don't don't you know what the law says? It's not lawful to to do this on the sabbath it's not It's not acceptable for them to do what they're doing right now, and he responds not to debate. He just responds and simply says it." Have you not heard? Have you not read what David did? Have you not read what David did when he was hungry? Have you not read what David's hunger drove him to do? Have you not read what David's hunger caused him to take action to do? How that he went in and took of the showbread that was forbidden for anybody but the priests. And the men with him partook of the showbread that was only for the priests. The law dictated that that bread was for the priests. It was not just for anybody. If you go to... 1 Samuel chapter number 2, or 21, excuse me, we can read the exact instance of where this took place. First Samuel 21 and verse number 1, then came David to Nob to Ahimelech the priest, and Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, why art thou alone and no man with thee? And David said unto Himelech the priest, the king hath commanded me a business and hath said unto me, let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee and what I have commanded thee and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand or what there is present and the priest Answered David and said, There is no common bread under mine hand, but there is hallowed bread, if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have kept of a truth women have kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him Hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but the show bread that was taken from before the Lord to put not, to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Jesus responds to the Pharisees and says, You're worried about these guys pulling a few ears of corn off some stalks on the Sabbath. But well, let me tell you about something else. That was just as much of a violation of the law, and that is when David went in and took the hallowed sacred bread. But you see, when hunger, when hunger is what's driving you, it will lead you to do some things that may not be religiously correct. When hunger is what is your motivation, it may cause you to go beyond the boundaries of religion. That's why when you come to church, there's always some good religious folks that know just how to clap their hands just right, and they know every now and then how to wave it just right. They they may even get both up in the air every now and then. and Sometimes they may get in a little good sway because they are religious and they know what to do. But when somebody... When somebody who's come for more than to just go through the motions of religion and just to simply check off the religious box begins to let hunger flow out of them and motivate them to do what they do, those that are religious begin to get uncomfortable. Oh, I come to ask somebody tonight, is there any hungry folks in this place? Better yet, I wonder if we got any spiritually hangry folks. How many of you never heard the word hangry? Anybody never heard the word hangry? Are y'all up to date? I, I thought that was a new word. Maybe I'm out of it. I thought that was just a new made up word, but I went online and found it. It really is there. You can get a definition. Hangry. Hangry is when you're not just hungry. Hangry is when you've reached the point of hunger that you're now getting agitated. Hangry is when you're now biting people's head off because your stomach is so empty. You've got to have something to eat. Oh, Antioch, are there any hangry folks tonight? Are there anybody that's got a hunger that says, I can't just go through the motions of religion and I can't just check off my boxes and do just what's expected. But I'm willing because of a hunger to get outside of the boundary Have you not heard, you're not aware of what David did because one reason, one reason: he was hungry. Can I tell somebody tonight? hunger, just hunger. Somebody hear me just. Hunger will give you some access to some things that nothing else gives you access to. Uh, Hunger will provide some opportunities for you that nothing else will provide the opportunity for. David had no right to eat of the priest's bread, but he was hungry. He had no right to go in there and take what belonged to the priest, but he was hungry. The problem is when you're not hungry, all you do is complain. When you're, hung, when you're not hungry, all you do is focus on the obstacles and the things that are in your way. Show me somebody that's always complaining about what's going against them, and I'll show you somebody that's not hungry. Show me somebody that's always finding fault with everything, and I'll show you somebody that's not hungry. Show me somebody that's hungry, and they'll put up with a lot of junk and a lot of garbage because hunger says, I got to get something. I got to go someplace. I can't be content to sit where I am with what I have. There is more. Not only will hunger give you access to things that you may not have access to otherwise, hunger has the ability to overcome a lack of talent and skills. Talent and ability is a great thing. Talent and ability is a wonderful thing. If you are a talented person in in whatever area it may be, it's a wonderful thing to have talent and skill. But it's not always the most talented. And it's not always the most skilled that are the most successful. In fact, a lot of times, it is not the most skilled and the most talented that have the greatest success and the greatest achievement oh somebody needs to hear me right now it's not always the one that's got it all together and has the heritage and the background to expect it that is the one that it happens for or through but more often than not it's the one that recognizes I may not have all the ability and I may not have all the talent and I may not get all the breaks go for me but there is a hunger and there is a desire that I have down inside of me that will make up for my lack of talent and ability. The New England Patriots have built a dynasty. The last several years, they have built a dynasty, a football dynasty, not by getting all of the superstars. And the best talent available. I know he's called the GOAT now. For those of you that are non-hip people, that doesn't mean an animal. That stands for the greatest of all time. I learned that just about a year ago. He's the GOAT. I'm like, poor guy. I mean, why do you want to be the GOAT? Oh, Okay. He's he's now considered by some, by others. He's now considered by others to be the greatest quarterback of all time. He was drafted what? Sixth round. Sixth round. That means... A bunch of guys, I'm going to get real technical here, a bunch, that's that's technical football draft terminology. There was a bunch of guys that were picked before him. Anybody know? If you don't know, I give you permission to find it real quick. Help me out. Who was the top draft pick the year Tom, Drady, Tom, Drady, Tom Brady was drafted? Anybody know? Anybody know the top pick? None of you football scholars here know that? Come on sixth round. That means all the other teams had six times to pick, basically. Even the team that picked him, picked others before him, because he wasn't expected to be the superstar. But apparently, there was a hunger that they did not perhaps know would make up For what may have been considered to be a lack of ability. I've come to challenge somebody and encourage somebody tonight that's got some nagging, gnawing hunger inside of you, but you're just a little bit afraid to release it because you know you're not the most talented and you know you're not the most likely to succeed and you know you're not the most gifted and skilled person. But I've come to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, there is something inside of you that can make up for that Lacking in those other areas. And that is a hunger and a desire that says if it is available, if God has it and I can get to it, then I'm going to go after it. And when you do that, God says, I'm willing to bend and break a few rules. I'm willing to push the boundaries back and let you have access to some things that otherwise you would not have access to. Oh, I don't, I'm I'm not preaching to religious folks tonight, am I? I'm seeing a bunch of religious responses. Is there any, is there any hungry folks? Is there anybody that's hungry that says there, there's some stuff that God has, I has not seen an ear has not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared he's already prepared it's not that he's going to prepare but it's the things that he has already prepared but I wonder if one of the biggest things God is waiting on is for those that have enough hunger to say I'm not just going to live according to the norm I'm not just going to live according to what's expected but I I'm going to let my hunger be released and I'm going to let my hunger drive me to do whatever is necessary to get what God has. Oh, David, David, David going in and eating of the showbread was just the icing on the cake of the hunger that David had expressed and the things that David's hunger provided the access for him. When God decided that he was done with Saul and that he needed a new king, he did not go looking into the the, the colleges and the, and the educational institutions of Israel and the children of Israel. He, he did not start searching around for the one that was the, the valedictorian of his class. He, he didn't start looking around for the one that he had, had been born into royalty and therefore it was expected that he would become the next king. He, he didn't go looking for that. But when God decides to pick a king, it's just a little old shepherd boy who would sit out on the side of the hill and say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He he would say, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Apparently, David did not understand there's some places you're not supposed to be and there's some things you're not supposed to have. David didn't understand that because there was a hunger that all he knew how to do was let that hunger be released. And as a result of that, God says, Samuel, I got to pick another king and here's the one. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was, it was, it was perhaps, I could say it in this way it was, it was hunger. It was hunger that caused Rahab the harlot to say to those two spies, spare this house. When she had no reason to ask for it, when she had no reason to expect it, it was, it was hunger that caused her to say, When you come back and when God gives you this city, will you spare this house? And the response was yes When God said everything in the city was to be destroyed And eventually a man and his family lost their lives Because they stole the things that God said leave alone There was a woman and her family Who found salvation Because she had enough hunger to say I know I don't have a right to ask for it I know it really doesn't belong to us I know what God is going to do to us But if by chance we can find some mercy can we have mercy and God's response is if you're you're hungry enough to want it and you're hungry enough to go after it, it may not have been my original plan you may have been destined to die but I will push those boundaries back just a little bit because your hunger is going to give you something that you may not have deserved Matthew 15 verse 22 Behold a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying Have mercy on me O Lord thou son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying Send her away for she crieth after us She's getting on our nerves But he answered and said to her, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. <laughs> when that's the response you get, the religious say, Who do you think you're talking to? Huh. Who? Who do you think you're talking to? And they storm off. But the hungry, the hungry... Even after he begins to turn them away, the hungry come and worship him saying, Lord, help me. And again, he doesn't answer. At first, or excuse me, he does answer. But he answers and he says, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I mean it was it was unkind enough for him to say, what you're asking for doesn't belong to you that That was unkind enough. If he would have stopped there, that would have been enough to offend, offend most and send them away. But to that she responds and worships him. And then he responds to her worship. Can you can you think about that? Let me ask. Let me ask a question. If Jesus would talk to you tonight the way he talked to this woman, would you respond with worship? I, I would picture. I would picture a few of you. If you were. If if Jesus were to talk to you that way tonight, you, you'd, be, you'd be, grabbing your stuff, yanking your kids. I'm, Ain't nobody gonna talk to me that way. I don't know who you think you are. to get a little neck popping and no sir. But she worships. But then he goes beyond that and says, I I can't I can't give meat to the dogs. And then to that, she says. She don't say, who you calling the dog? She says, truth, Lord. Truth, Lord. You're not supposed to give food to me because I'm a dog. You're exactly right. But I might be a dog, and I might not deserve what you have for the children, but even the dogs get what falls from the table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. He be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I wonder if there's somebody here tonight that you are on the verge of getting from God exactly what you need. But you just got to get a little hungry and say, I don't care what you say. I don't care if you try to turn me away. You've got what... What I need and I'm not going away empty handed. Because even the dogs, even the dogs can get access to something with a hunger that says I may not deserve it. It may not belong to me, but if it is available, I will go after it until I get it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to some folks tonight. There's one or two of you. I think i I think you're one of the ones I'm preaching to. I may call your name in a moment just to make sure you're getting it, but I'm preaching to some folks tonight. That I, I wish somehow you would decide to make up your mind. I'm taking all the limits off of my hunger. I'm taking all the limits off my desire. I'm taking all the limits off my passion for what God has and I'm not going to be bound by my fear anymore that says I may not get it. I may not be worthy of it. I may not be good enough for it. All of those things may very well be the truth but if you've got enough hunger and you've got enough desire inside of you and you are willing to release it, God says I got some stuff for you. <laughs> not only not only will hunger overcome a lack of talent and a lack of ability. A lack of heritage. But Herod, hunger will overcome the past. To the person that's hungry enough, your past is not an obstacle. To the person that's hungry enough, the failures are yesterday are not a blockage from you getting what God has. If you've got enough hunger, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. You just need to do like the apostle Paul said. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark. Hallelujah! I press, I press, I press. Why do I press? Because I'm hungry. Why do I push? Because I'm hungry. It's not uncommon to get asked of a team. Whether it's a high level college team or a professional team, it's, it's not uncommon for the commentators to discuss are they really hungry enough? Do they really want it? Do they really have the passion to win? Because they know you may have one of the most talented that there is but if there is not a hunger to win if there's not a hunger to succeed all of that talent really becomes useless but when somebody steps on the court and knows i'm not the best there is i'm not the greatest there ever was but i've got a hunger to succeed and a hunger to win The prophet Amos said, I'm not the son of a prophet. I understand. I understand. I, I don't believe. I don't need you to come tell me. I don't need you patting me on the back. I already know I am not who I am. I am not the position I'm in because of my father. It's not because of what he's done. But let's be honest, because of who I am, because of who my father is, what I am doing is, a, is, is more expected. But I'm preaching to some men and women, to some young ladies, and to see young men tonight, that you're not the son or the daughter of a preacher. You're not the son or the daughter of a preacher's wife. And I've come to tell you tonight, it doesn't really matter. I'd be lying if I told you that I don't think there's some benefits and blessings that I do have because of my heritage. In fact, that's a scriptural promise. But the flip side of it, God does not penalize those who do not have that heritage, who were not born into that. They are not limited as to where they can go and what they can become If they've got a hunger and desire that says, I want everything that God has available for me. The problem is when you lack the talent and ability and all you have is hunger, oftentimes you got to work a little harder than the guy that's got the talent and the ability. The one that it just comes natural for, they they don't have to work quite as hard. They don't have to practice quite as much, because just, it just comes natural. They're just they're just a born natural at it. And then those that come along that lack that talent and that ability, but they've got the desire. You you gotta when everybody else is turning the lights off and walking out of the gym, you gotta you gotta say to the coach, I, I need a couple more couple more minutes coach I, I, or like some have done some notable stars in professional sports particularly basketball have done they've gone to the coach and said coach I, I need a key to the gym I need a key to the gym I know we got practice in the afternoons at a set time I know the religious fellows are going to be here after school for a couple of hours I know the religious guys are going to put in their time after school because that's what we're supposed to do. But I'm going to be here in the morning, coach, before anybody else is here. I'm going to unlock the door and I'm going to spend a couple of hours on the court before school even starts because I'm hungry. I'm, oh, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be Shine FM tonight, positive and encouraging and uplifting. But I just, I, 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 I got to flip the coin for just a moment. There's a few of you, you. You don't need to come to this altar one more time and weep and cry for God to do something for you. You don't need one more hands laid on your head. You don't need one more word. You don't need one more prophecy. You need to just get hungry. Because the problem is, it's easy for the religious to come at an invitation. It's easy for the religious when the opportunity is given in a church service. If you've got a need, come. And it's easy for the religious in that moment to come. But for those that are hungry, they may come, they may not come. But I'll tell you what a hungry person does. A hungry person says, you know what? I don't really care if they have all burden bearing tonight or not. A hungry person says, Brother Johnson, I need a key to the prayer room. I I, I need a key to the prayer room because I need to come besides Sunday morning and Sunday night. I need to come besides Thursday night. I need to come besides other organized activities. I, I need to stop by on the way to work for a couple of minutes at least, if not for an hour or two. and I need to stop by after work on my way. Home for a little while, and I may even have to come back up later on at night because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I don't just want religion. I don't want to just check the box on Sunday morning. And I don't just want to check the box on Sunday night. And I don't want to just check the box on Thursday night. But there is something out there. There, there's some things that God has prepared for me. And I may not have all the ability and all the talent to get there, but I've got a hunger. And if my hunger is enough, I will go after it. What is it that you're hungry for? I yesterday afternoon the church in Hagerstown had a dedication for their new building. What an amazing thing God has done for them. They've they purchased what was an old theater, used to be a theater right downtown in Hagerstown, Maryland, the grand metropolis of Hagerstown. <laughs> I mean, it's right down, right, right in town, beautiful little, what was the theater they've now turned into their sanctuary, and yesterday they did a dedication, and district was invited to be there, and I went, I, my, uh, my dad was the speaker, Brother Adams felt, and asked him to be the speaker, And so in the course of his message, I know these verses. and I've read them, I've used them, I've preached them. The bishop pointed something out I'd never dug into yet. As Brother Near would say, wow, wow, wow. Psalm 63, verse number 1. O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My my soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh, I I was flipping because I wanted to confirm this before I said it, but this is a psalm of David. This is is one of those expressions of hunger. You, You are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. Oh God, if we've ever been in a dry and a thirsty land, we are in a dry and a thirsty land in 2019. I long for you, God. But, but the next verse, there's a, there's a semicolon at the end of verse one. So what's coming in the next verse is, verse is connected to what is in verse number one. It's, it's expounding on what verse one is saying. And so he says, I, I, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm thirsting for you. I'm longing for you. And, and verse two explains what it is. And this is what he says he's longing for. And when you just hear it in the King James, while it may sound, you know, powerful or challenging at face value in the King James, what I learned yesterday was the real significance is lost by simply reading it in the King James because the King James says, what I'm longing for is to see your power and your glory as I have seen you in the sanctuary. Now that that almost kind of sounds redundant, if you will. I want to see your power and your glory... Back to verse two, please. I want to see your power and your glory like I've seen you in the sanctuary. But what Bishop pointed out yesterday is the word see, to see, and then the word seen, I have seen, are not the same Hebrew words. The word see, where he says, to see thy power. That word to see means to see to look, to inspect, to perceive. I I want to, what he's saying is, with my eyes, I want to see your power and your glory. But he says, I want to see it as I have seen it in the sanctuary. And the word "seen" or actually the words "have seen" in the English are come from a Greek word or a Hebrew word, and that Hebrew mean that Hebrew word means. And stay with me because the first part of this is going to sound the same, but when we finish, it won't be. He says, "I want to see your power and your glory as I have seen it in the sanctuary." And so, the word for "have seen" is to see. To perceive, to look, to behold. Listen to this next one. Brother Middleton, the next one, the next definition is to prophesy. It also means to see as a seer in the ecstatic state. Mmm. I know, go ahead, tell me, y'all are are listening, you're soaking it in. Well, I wish I had a couple of non-soakers and a responder or two. Bishop can have the soakers, I want the responders. To see as a seer in the ecstatic state. So, so he's saying. I want to see your power and your glory. I want to physically, I want to physically see your power and your glory as I have spiritually, mm, as I have seen it, as I have perceived it, as it's been prophesied in the sanctuary. I got a I got a challenge for you tonight. If Lazarus Lazarus I haven't preached in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to try to get it all in tonight, but Lazarus not the Lazarus that came out of the grave, Lazarus the beggar. He 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 goes into paradise and the, the rich man goes into into uh Hades. And 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 the rich man cries out to Father Abraham and says, "Come, just 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 dip, just dip your finger in water and just just, if I could just have just a drop of water." And Abraham responds and says, "There is a great gulf fixed between you and me." How many of you here have ever had the opportunity of seeing the Grand Canyon? several of you stand on one side and gaze across to the other how how about this most of you should have gotten this how many of you seen or been across the bay bridge we'll use that one cuz that's home turf there we go there is a big distance between Annapolis and Kent Island that is a great gulf not a ba- bay not gulf if hear me now hear me now If there is not a great gulf between what you have seen with these eyes versus what you have seen, Mm -hmm. if there is not a big, vast difference between what you've seen with your natural eye and the things that you have seen in the sanctuary with your spiritual eye. You need to go to the chapel before you leave and not leave there until there becomes a great gulf because I got a feeling there are some folks in this place tonight that you would say there are some things that I've been down on my knees in the sanctuary pouring out my hunger and desire I've got a glimpse of some things in the spirit. My spiritual eyes have perceived some things and there are some things that have been prophesied that I have not seen yet. So I want to see with my natural eye what I have seen with my spiritual eye. And I come to tell you tonight, I believe the thing that gets you from seeing it in the sanctuary to seeing it with your natural eye. Again, It's It's not your talent, it's not your ability, it's not the skill that you have, but it's a hunger that says, I cannot be satisfied with simply seeing it in the sanctuary. I cannot be satisfied with simply seeing it with the eyes of the Spirit. I have got to see it with my own natural eyes. Uh, I think it's been several weeks now Since I've said anything about CR So hopefully everybody knows There's other things here besides CR Brother Osborne I I believe I'm not going to ask you I'm going to declare I believe That there are things you have seen In the sanctuary. I believe there are things you've seen in the sanctuary that you've yet to see in the fellowship hall and the chapel and the wave room and the engine room and the chosen room. I've come to challenge you tonight. It's not your ability that's the issue. It's not skill or talent, but it's allowing the hunger that's already there to continue to drive, to say, I will not be satisfied until I see with my own eyes what I have seen in the sanctuary. I could I may in a minute I'm not saying I won't but I could go around this congregation and call a bunch of others of you by name right now and and challenge you in the same way because again I know there's some people in this place tonight whether it's by what God has said to you through someone else or things that have come across this pulpit that you have reached out and taken a hold of or things that God has said to you personally or shown you personally I believe with all of my heart there are people in this place tonight that you've got some things you have seen in the sanctuary. You've seen in those moments when nobody else was around. You've seen in those moments where it was just you and God. You've seen some things that God has. You've seen some places that God wants to take you. And if you will not give up and you will allow the hunger that's already there to increase and to be intensified, I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost tonight, I've come to prophesy to some people, you are going to see with the eye what it is you have seen in the sanctuary. Jesus Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. Don't trouble the master. He's got stuff to do. He's got places to go. He's got things on his agenda. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus, you got to be quiet. Bartimaeus, you got to leave him alone. The Bible says when they tried to quiet him, he began to cry out the more because he had seen the ability that Jesus had to do what he needed. And decided I will not be denied what it is that I need. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't usually preach to make anybody mad. Usually, if I make you mad, it is definitely not on purpose. But I wish I could make a few of you mad tonight. I wish I could get a few of you mad enough to decide. I'm gonna get out of. Brother Libby, I, I don't know who, if he was the original one, but he's the first one I ever had said, heard say it. He said, the problem with a pity party is two things. Nobody shows up, and you don't get any gifts. I preached it this morning, those of you that weren't here. Apparently it was customary in Job's day you threw your own birthday party what it said go home read it job one i think it's around verse five they threw their own birthday party you know what that's not really our custom i mean if you come giving me an invitation to your own birthday party that you're putting on i'm probably going to find a reason not to be there because that just ain't the way you do it somebody else puts the party may not be a surprise but somebody else puts the you don't throw your own birthday party if you have or are i don't know i'm just saying. Oh, Lord, I hope nobody's got their own party plan. (laughs) Pay somebody real quick to tell them they're doing it. Sorry. (laughs) Some of you have become so identified with your difficulties, challenges, that that's become your norm. And God's not going to get you out of it. God's not going to be the one that comes and saves the day. It's going to be something that rises up inside of you. Like those lepers that were sitting outside the city that said, You know what? We sit here, we're going to die. We go into the city, they don't have food there. We're going to die. We go to the enemy's camp, we might die. But there's also a chance that something good might happen if we go to the enemy's camp. Oh, my, 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 please let me finish, please let me finish before you judge me. You may judge me anyway, but we, we have become such rhema junkies. We've become rhema junkies. You don't know what a rhema is That's the Greek word for word in the New Testament That's a, It's a fresh word It's a prophetic word It's a living word We have become such rhema junkies That we won't do anything without a rhema oh, Did you hear what Brother Wright said? Oh, we, better, we better go tell Bishop They said, you know what? We sit here, we die We go there, we die We go to the enemy's camp, we might die. We die, we die, we might die. We sit here, we're going to die of starvation. We go there, we're going to die of starvation. We go there, they'll just kill us and get it over with. And four guys without any direction from God. Something to beat on. I'll I'll fix my marks take it out of my paycheck. Without a word from God, they said, let's go. And the four guys got up and started walking. And God looked over and said, where's the angel with the iPad? I need you to crank it to full volume. And then I need you guys to run down there real quick with the wireless mics. And four guys. All they did. All they did. All all they did was start walking. And when four crippled, hungry, starving lepers started walking... The enemy started hearing. They can replace the mic too for my paycheck. And the enemy says, they have hired other armies against us. We got to do something. All four lepers knew is that they were hobbling along in the midst of dying, maybe heading to their death. And God sitting up there going, thank you for finally moving. I just needed you to move when you were sitting still doing nothing I couldn't do nothing but when you started moving I was able to start moving I wonder if there's somebody tonight that God is not going to give you a rhema you're not going to get a prophecy you're not going to get a dream or a vision but God's looking for you to get up and just decide I'm going to start walking and when you start walking God is going to start putting some Things into motion. I'm, 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 I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Phil, children of Israel are sitting at a standoff with the Philistines. Philistines are encamped against them. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's brave enough to do anything. They're all sitting around. And finally, Jonathan looks at his armor bearer and says, Let's go, see let's go see if by chance, by chance God might do something. We don't know if he will. We don't know if he want, won't. But let's just go see. And, and they get there. And I've never, un- some, there are a lot of things in the Bible I don't. There's some things I do understand. And there's some things I don't. And this is the category of one of those don'ts. He, he says to his armor bearer, we get there. If they say to us, come on up, that's going to be, I I, I would be like, listen, if they tell us to come on up, we're out of here. Because that means they are ready and waiting. That means they got the guns loaded, aimed our way. We're walking into a trap. I would have said, listen, if they holler and scream and tell us to stay away, we're going. But Jonathan said, if they tell us to come up, we're going. You and me. And no word. No rhema, no promise, no vision, no dream, no nothing. Just a desire that says, you know what? God might do something. God might work on our behalf. And if we'll do something, maybe if we'll do our part, That will prompt God on his end to do his part. I'm preaching to some people tonight that you're not like Jonathan. And you're not like the lepers because I'm preaching to some people tonight. You've got a rhema and you've got a word and you've got prophecies and you've got dreams and visions not that you came up with but that God has given you and you've got those things and yet you're sitting still waiting on another one or God to do something else and I've come tonight to challenge you in the Holy Ghost to quit sitting around and waiting and decide, you know what? I am hungry to see what I have seen with the eye of the spirit. I want to see it with my natural eyes. Whatever I've got to do, whatever it takes, whatever it requires of me. Only question is, are you content to be religious? Are you content to come to church and Do your little Pentecostal thing and go through the motions and say the amen at just the right moment and do the right thing at just the right time so that the unspiritual will look at you and go, Boy, they're doing great. You you, you can learn how to do the right thing at the right time and trick the unspiritual, trick those that have no discernment. You can trick the religious by your religiosity. Tweet that. I think I need to start a Twitter account. I, every now and then I get one. I like that, I'm gonna say that one again. You can trick. I don't even know what I said, so I can't say I got now I done, got busted for being arrogant and proud. See that? A mighty have fallen. Pride goeth before a fall. You can you can do just you can do just enough. You can sit here and keep your eye on me when I'm scanning and at just the right moment when I start looking your way. <laughs> just so I'll go, boy, yep, they're all right, check. Got a little Holy Ghost shake. They're doing real good. I mean, you're, you're doing okay if you get a hand up, but man. You get a little shake, that, that's A+. Plus. I mean, you're, you're really plugged in. Kind of, kind of what? Not all of you, not all of you, but it's kind of what a few folks came here to do tonight. You know what? It's I don't know why Brother Wright didn't just cancel. It's a holiday. We know ain't, there's some people ain't gonna be at church, but I, I just I'm not gonna just stay home to stay home. So I'm gonna come. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's what the religious do. The religious go, all right. I got 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 a couple more songs to get through. Got to get through the offering. Got to listen to the pastor rant and rave for a little while, and then I check. But you know what happened? I felt it earlier. There were there was there, there's some. I, I I'm not calling any names. I'm not I don't I'm not pick I'm not calling you out. There, there's some Pharisees here tonight. A few Pharisees here tonight. But there's some folks that came in here tonight. Part of the reason the atmosphere was what it was earlier because there's some folks that came into this place tonight and said I'm hungry I'm hungry there's some stuff I want there's some things I haven't seen yet with my natural eye but I have seen them with my spiritual eye there's some things I've tasted of that I've not fully grasped yet and I cannot be satisfied I will not be satisfied so I know what the boundaries are I know what the restrictions and the limitations are but I also believe if I will release my hunger and I will Act based on my hunger. There will be some things that God will open up to me that I may not have a right to. I may not deserve, but my hunger will provide. I don't mean this, I don't mean this, honestly. I do not mean what I'm about to say to be offensive. But this really is kind of one of those messages that when you reach this point, If this is the point you're at, it seems like the simplest thing to do is say, God bless you, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. That really seems like about the simplest. Because if all of you're doing is still just staring at me, I've got about one of two options. Keep preaching. And you may reach the point where finally I'll get you to do something. Or I just decide you're not hungry. I may offend you, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. It just feels kind of wrong to be given a plea and an altar call. This this doesn't seem right to be given an altar call right now. That's that's what you got to do for the religious. That's what you got to do for those that are just trying to be religious. You got to you got to appeal, you got to beg. The hungry are like the woman with the issue of blood. I'm sorry. I don't mean to step on your toes. I don't want to push you out the way. I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to be rude. But I got to get to the hem of his garment. I got to touch the hem of his garment. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. If I can just get there, I can get what I need. If I can just touch him, I'm going to get it. So you gotta I have to just forgive me for what I do. Forgive me for how I act. I am hungry. Come on this message is not only about what you do right now. I acknowledge there's something that needs to break right now. There's something that needs to be released in you. But if all you do is this moment, I don't want to be offensive. That's just more religion. But hunger is about what you do tomorrow. Hunger is about what you do on Tuesday. Hunger is about what you do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when it's not something that's organized, when it's not something that's scheduled, but there's something inside of you that says, I am hungry. I haven't seen I haven't seen everything with my natural eye, God, that I've seen in the sanctuary. We have not seen as a church everything with our natural eye that has been promised in the sanctuary. We have not seen everything with our natural eye that has been prophesied to us and has been confirmed time and time again. So I'm going to release my hunger. I'm going to release the passion that will drive me to do what is necessary somebody needs to let their hunger cause you to do something right now that you don't normally do somebody needs to call, let your hunger cause you to react right now in a way that you don't usually react don't just do the same old thing the same old way don't just do what you've always done the way you've always done it but let something different be expressed as a result of the hunger inside of you. We're not talking about wishful thinking tonight, we're not talking about some kind of fantasy that we've made up, we're not talking about dreams that we have concocted, but we're talking about things that we have seen with the eyes of the Spirit. we have beheld with the eyes of the spirit we haven't seen them yet with the natural eye and I will not be satisfied oh God thou art my God early will I seek you my soul thirsteth for you I'm longing for you I've got to see with my eyes my natural eyes what I have seen with my spiritual eyes There's a gulf. There's a gulf, God, between what I've seen with the eyes of my spirit and what I'm seeing with my natural eyes. There's a gulf between what I have beheld with my spiritual eyes and what I am seeing with my natural eyes. And I will not be satisfied. I will not be satisfied. I will not be satisfied until I have seen with my natural eyes what I have seen through the eyes of my spirit. Ikoto horiyanda tamas Ikoto la I've said it before, I'm going to say it again There's a need to be equipped There's a need to work and to prepare There's a need, there is a command For us to study, to show ourselves approved And we need to do that part But when they looked at the disciples in the book of Acts It wasn't all the training and the teaching they had They said these are ignorant and unlearned men But they have been with Jesus Haramohoshatta Iloboko Satahaya Haramolo Mo Sata come on I'm not trying to push you to do something. But I am reaching in the spirit for some people here tonight. I don't know exactly who I'm reaching for. I just feel in my spirit tonight. There are some people in this sanctuary that what God has intended for you, what God has designed for you, is so greater, so much greater than where you are. And the thing that you need to get there is the releasing of your hunger and your passion the desire. Koshata and Dorobos Aramakosat Ilomokoriandala Mahashat Ikohon Dolovo Satoma. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let there be some boundaries that are pushed back tonight. Let there be some limitations that are pushed back tonight because there are some hungry people that act based on their hunger. That there are some hungry people that do something based on their hunger. And therefore, what may not have been theirs, what they may not have had a right to have, you now freely give them because they're hungry. All the religious want is what's convenient the only thing the religious want is what's convenient the only thing the religious want is what they don't have to work for the only thing the religious want is what doesn't require effort But what the hungry one is to get outside of the norm. It's to go beyond the routine. It's not just to do what's expected. But it is to do whatever is necessary. To get what it is you are hungry for. Uh, No. You may not have all the talent somebody else has. You may not been, have been blessed with the skill and the ability somebody else has. But God has given you what you need, and that is hunger. God has given you what's necessary, and that's hunger. Release it. Release it. Release it. I take dominion and authority over every spirit of fear that wars against us that keeps us paralyzed that causes us to keep a cap on our hunger because we're afraid what if we really go after what we're hungry for what if we really pursue what it is we've seen and it doesn't happen fear you gotta go God has not given us the spirit of fear God hasn't given us the spirit of timidity, but of love, of power, of a sound mind. What would happen? What would happen if you decided that your abilities weren't the the limitation anymore? What if you decided that your personality wasn't the limitation? What if you decided that your intellect wasn't the limitation? And the only thing that was keeping you back from what God has and wants to do is just letting your hunger be released and expressed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus name halamoku shatara kataramando lobosheki a ramaha Ilamando robo sekia dalamaha shataya kotoho romonde yeki a God there's some things we see right now with our natural eye but they're not lining up to what we've seen through the eyes of the Spirit. There's some things we're perceiving right now with our natural eye, but we've seen something different in the sanctuary. We've seen something different through the eyes of the Spirit. We've we've heard something different through a prophetic voice, and we're not going to be satisfied until we see with our eyes what we have seen in the sanctuary.